0: 536, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Tuesday evening. You and I uh, have spent uh, a moment or two talking about the FBI throughout the years. And and you've heard some great uh, retired FBI special agents, supervisory special agents. uh, ASACs, SACs. I mean, we've had a lot of folks on. And, and as an ex-cop, I sit here and I think, well, nothing better than the Bureau. But the reality is through the last few years has been a tough time. And it, it would appear as if some of it is is actually self-inflicted. Uh, Tom Baker is a retired member of the FBI ASAC. Is that the level you uh, retired out of the Washington field officer?
1: Actually when I retired I was serving as a legal attache in one of our embassies overseas.
0: Oh, even better. You got a little trampoline I like that. Well, I i am so thrilled uh to have you here, Tom. You've got involvement in some of my uh some of my favorite cases. I saw the name salemi came up and I thought, oh my gosh, we get into Whitey Bulger and the rest of it. And uh first of all, thank you so much for uh for joining us. And the book is a great read. It is called The Fall of the FBI. Do you really think the Bureau has fallen?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Sadly, I do. And uh, that's what prompted me to write the book. But as you mentioned, I tried to cover in the book the good, the bad, and the ugly. But certainly the developments of the last several years have been very ugly. Why? Why? what happened? I mean
0: it was it was the stuff of comic books and television shows and movies and every every little boy especially wanted to grow up to be a G-man
1: so what happened well that's that's exactly what it used to be Jeff what happened as I explained in my book was a change in culture I think that's what it traces back to fundamentally uh, even though the FBI always had a counterintelligence mission The FBI was a law enforcement agency, and as you know, having been in law enforcement yourself, in in a a police organization, any kind of law enforcement agency, consciously or unconsciously, you work forward to the day when you're going to have to stand up in court and raise your right hand and swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Now, that's significantly different than an intelligence agency which literally deals in lies, deceit uh, and deception uh, and lives by lies, deceit and deception. And their, their end product is not in court. Their end product is an estimate, an intelligence estimate, they call it. So Mm -hmm. it's a whole different mindset. And unfortunately, that's the track the FBI has been heading down the last several years. So a lot of discussion has
0: happened. And I remind everybody, Tom Baker is joining us. Um, served for, was it, 33 years with the FBI, retired. His last assignment was as a, a, a league ad overseas, legal attaché. Uh has a great book out. It's called The Fall of the FBI, How a Once Great Agency Became a Threat to Democracy. We've heard a lot, Tom, from, from folks who said, I came up. Through the ranks of the Bureau, I wanted to be in law enforcement. I, I didn't want to be in the CIA. Uh, this intelligence refocus, uh, terrorism, I guess, related since
1: 9-11. W- was that sort of where we crossed the Rubicon? Exactly, Jeff. And, and uh, I explain this, and I trace it back to one encounter, one episode, in fact, one moment in time. Bob Mueller became the director of the FBI just a few days before the September 11th attack, right. uh, the attacks on September 11th, and uh, which happened on a Tuesday. On the following Saturday morning, September 15th, he was summoned to the presidential retreat in Camp David, Maryland by President George W. Bush, and he thought he was there to give a report on the FBI's investigation. Now, only Three and a half days, in effect, had elapsed between the attacks on Tuesday and that Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And Bob Mueller had the report with him, and he's told us this several times. Right. And he goes there, and he stands up before George Bush in in the cabin there at Camp David, Maryland, and and gives the F, a synopsis of the FBI's report, which he was very proud of because in those three and a half days, the FBI had done what it does best investigate. And in those three and a half days they had identified all 19 hijackers, they had identified their travel, their financing, their associates, their contacts, every, every detail. Right. And when he was done with his report, president George W. Bush just dismissed him and said, I don't care about that. I just want to know how you're going to prevent the next one. Oh. And Mueller left that meeting and he said this many times, bound and determined to change the culture of the FBI, and that's the word he used, to change the culture away from a law enforcement mindset and to an intelligence-driven organization. And that's at the root of all the recent problems.
0: Mm. Well, I guess one of the questions I would have, Tom, as, as someone who is a strong supporter at least historically of the fbi and the brick agents who go out there every single solitary day and do the work that needs to be done is it possible to do you put the genie back in the bottle do you split the fbi and say hey we're going to have an mi5 sort of operation over here and then we're going to go back uh to the the real business of the
1: bureau over here well uh we all hope and pray that it can be changed, that it can be reformed, that the ca- culture can be recaptured. Yeah. Um, That—that's what we hope. Uh, it, it, the reality, you talk about an MI five, and a lot of people have talked in, in those terms. Uh, the fact is, I used to go around, uh, and many, many other people, uh, in explaining the FBI, uh, not only in this country but overseas, and I pointed out that the United States of America was blessed blessed, to have as its domestic security agency a law enforcement organization, because a law enforcement organization, and the way we were brought up and trained, uh, had to operate within the guidelines of the Constitution, because they were first and foremost law enforcement officers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm afraid now with this change to the intelligence mindset, Uh, that the United States may be cursed, cursed to have a domestic intelligence agency with police powers. And and that's how the whole thing's been flipped.
0: Now, you retired out of the Bureau some time ago, and, and I would have to wonder... Have we gone through an entire generation of, of new agents? They've come through Quantico, they've entered on to service, but their entire career has been with this mindset. Do they have any interest in changing it, or are they, they just ready to pass it on to the next generation?
1: Well, Jeff, you make a very good point. You make an excellent point. Uh, since I retired from the FBI, I have stayed very engaged with them as a consultant, Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly dealing in West Virginia with the Sieges uh, Division, the uh, Criminal Information Services Division, and uh, serving on the board of directors of their credit union. Okay. Uh, so it kept me in touch with FBI and uh, DOJ uh, executives continuously. The, the problem is, as part of Mueller's change, which was then, Mueller's cultural change was exacerbated by the poor leadership of James Comey, And what happened in those years is the actual position of the special agent had diminished. They brought in this this concept, this job of an intelligence analyst, Mm -hmm. and they took the model after September 11th of the intelligence analyst that the CIA had. Now, these are free wielding thinkers who, as the name implies, analyze intelligence and they speculate and they come up with things it never really was a good fit in an organization with police power and some of the 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 problems that the fbi has had in very recently can be traced to that very change and one is right there in richmond yes where you're headquartered yep. where we see the a couple of intelligence agents came up with this absolute crackpot idea to investigate traditional Catholics as domestic terrorists. Yeah. Uh, an FBI agent under the old school of law enforcement would have never, that never would have crossed their mind because everything, we, we, were, we were trained to avoid yeah. infringing on people's First Amendment rights, yeah. uh, on trampling on the Constitution. Right. That, that doesn't come up in the mindset of an intelligence analyst they just free the free-ranging think about anything and think up anything yeah
0: it it is uh in my opinion and again I, I i don't know that there are as that there are many people who have not served in the bureau who are as strong a supporter as i am of the again the brick agents who are out there doing the the job but i i was so appalled and embarrassed for uh, the, the Bureau in general and our Richmond field office in particular with this, it was anti-Catholic. There's just no other way to spin it. It, it, it was just so wrong, and, and, and nobody's apologized. Christopher Wray doesn't seem to think it's worthy of even saying, gosh, that's a screw-up and we're moving on.
1: Well, you're absolutely right, and that's the whole problem. Uh, and sometimes when these things do happen, not in this case, but in previous cases, he points out, well, those people are no longer with us. They've been fired. Yeah. And it's, Jeff, it's not a matter of a few rotten apples. It's a matter of the change in culture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me just mention this. When when we were new agents, most of our class, and, and as trained as special agents, most of our classroom time was actually spent on the Constitution, mm-hmm. uh, particularly the Bill of Rights uh, and and the 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 fourth fifth and sixth amendment we were told not to view it as an obstacle to doing our job but to embrace it and in fact our legal instructors gave us a pocket-sized copy of the constitution to keep in our breast pocket and i remember we were told if you keep the constitution with you and and you find yourself interviewing a citizen or searching someone's home if you have the constitution with you in your pocket It'll be very difficult for you to go off the reservation, for yeah. you to, to go rogue. Yeah. And that may sound corny to some people today, but that's how a lot of us viewed it. Now, now that it's evolved on, under under Mueller and Comey into an intelligence mindset, they don't have that 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 hold on the Constitution. Because when issues came up, I remember sitting on one or two issues in the in, uh, former director, uh, Judge Webster, when he was director in his office. And they'd be very cautious of anything that violated the First Amendment. Now, that's freedom of religion, certainly, uh, but also freedom of the press and freedom of speech. And we were not to look at people uh, for their speech, uh, for their religion, or for stuff they wrote in the press. And we were always cautioned about that. That's gone out the window with this taking on these intelligence analysts and having them drive the agenda. Mm.
0: Wow. You know, Tom, I. I could go on and on, and I I, I don't know if you're uh, you're open to, it, but I would love to get you back because that, the book it, it, number one, it's a great read. Now, remind everybody, it's called "The Fall of the FBI: How a Once Great Agency Became a Threat to Democracy." But uh, you you go to great pains to to talk about some real positives. You're trying to see the uh, the sunshine there, you know, trying to be the bright light. And I'd love to get you back to talk about it uh,
1: some, some more, a little more in-depth, if that's all right. I'd be glad to do it. I, I wrote the book to try and affect change and get people's attention. And, uh, and I appreciate the things you do, Jeff, uh, and, and the good job you're doing for us and for our country as well. Well,
0: that's very kind. Now, we've got to, we look we got two nights left in Hanukkah. We've got Christmas coming up in 13 days. The Fall of the FBI is a great read. It uh, would make a great present. Tom, how would people get a copy of the
1: book? Oh, thank you for mentioning that, Jeff. Uh, for many people today buy their books on Amazon. The book's available on Amazon. In fact, Amazon has just discounted the price. Uh, but it's also in most Barnes & Nobles or it can be purchased online at Barnes & Noble. So it's really very readily available, and you're right, it's in the range, uh, and it would have a lot of appeal to people. Make a great Christmas gift for someone on your list.
0: It sure would. Tom, I appreciate you being here. I, I'm going to hold you to it. I want to bring you back in, uh, in the new year, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Again, I just think it's a great read, and I, I'm going to urge everybody to head on over to Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble, BarnesandNoble.com, uh, and get the book, The Fall of the FBI. Tom, I appreciate you being here, sir. Thank you so much, Jeff, and and happy holidays to you. Thank you, a merry Christmas to you, my friend. It is five fifty, Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA.